0: there's two choices, right? Either this is a controversial topic and we can talk about it now and it will be a pain in the ass or we don't talk about it. And then five years later, it's a really big problem because it was never talked about properly. Mm. And then it's a lot harder or it's changed the community in a way that maybe there's no way back or it's made more damage than when you, if you would have just talked about it right away.
1: Hi, Louis here. Glad that you're also sticking by. Today on Swapping Shoes, I had the honor to chat with Frida's father, Emily's partner, the legendary game-changer parkour artist, Jason Paul. He is maybe one of the most influential movers in the game, being relevant in the community for over 10 years. He moves like water going through a creek, flowy and adapting, but also very funky and stylish. This analogical creek would have sparkling apple-flavored water. That made no sense. I hope that you enjoy it. This is Swapping Shoes with Jason Paul. Ooh, cool. nice. Hello Jason, welcome to Swapping Shoes. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you
0: so much. And I think I, I messed up already because I'm not wearing shoes. I'm barefoot. Ooh. How, how are we going
1: to swap Ooh. shoes? Well, I can give you my shoes. Then you have some shoes. But uh, that's that's a problem, man. Why why you calling? You cannot come like firing straight at this both barrels, I don't have answers for you, Just we just started, (laughs) come on, I slept two hours today, (laughs) good morning, how was, how is Germany, how is uh, spring, it's so nice, we
0: have, uh, we had a little bit of sun, like a month ago, and we had sun for a few days, and everybody was so happy, and then it started snowing again, and now the sun came back, and I hope it will stay, because training is so much more fun now,
1: yes, that's cool, and how is the daddy life?
0: Papa Dad life died. is good. Dad life, it's so fun. It's so good. It's It was also with the sun, it's better because I can take Frida to the playground outside and while she's playing, she plays by herself for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes sometimes. So I can do some dips, do some pull-ups, do some <laughs> push-ups. So I try to get a little bit of a of some training in.
1: That's cool. Uh, are you enjoying it? Is is it hard to find the balance between... Like uh, your life, your career that is is not like a normal full time job, uh, eight to five. So it's very traveling. And is it easy for you to find a balance now? I think it's actually
0: I think it's actually quite good for us because we don't have a, a strict schedule most days. So even if we wake up like sometimes Frida will go to bed at nine o'clock, sometimes she go to bed at one a.m., and if we had a job where we had to get up at the same time every day, then that would be tough. But because we're flexible, like if Frida stays up late, uh, then we can just sleep in a little bit longer. But I have a pretty good flow now. Like I finally found a routine. And it's a bit tricky because as soon as you find a routine with the child, the child changes in its development and then the child's time changes, so you have to change your routine. But now it's pretty good. I usually wake up in the morning at like 7am then I go to the gym for like one and a half hours and then I can do my workout my conditioning just like my physio exercises to to maintain my body and then you do this every day I try to yeah for the last two three weeks almost every day like five days a week Mm -hmm. but yeah I'm pretty happy with it it's pretty fresh routine though I've been doing it for I think Three weeks ago gym's opened again because of corona. Yeah. yeah. So I've been doing it for like three weeks. And then I come back before Frida wakes up. And then when Frida wakes up, I take her for until like two o'clock. And then after two o'clock I can do some work. Like I can do the podcast today. I just uh dropped her off with Emily Mm -hmm. and then I can go for
1: some training afterwards. Yeah. So that's kind of the flow right now. That's very cool. And you and Emily have also time to be together? So personal question. It's (laughs) fucked up, right? (laughs) It's the, like, that's the thing. It's the hardest
0: right now for us to have time together. Because um, we both have stuff that we want to do, we need to do. And we both need to watch Frida. Someone has to be with Frida m- most of the time. And right now we get to have a date maybe once or twice a week for like mm-hmm. two, three hours. We get to drop mm-hmm. her off with my, my mom and my dad. Or um, sometimes my brother's here and his girlfriend, we can drop her off and then we have some time but then also when we have time it's not like we can just relax like we have to be like, we have to also organize some stuff together we have to do some planning together we have to discuss yeah. some work stuff together so it's very rare that we can just like hang out like we used to <laughs> so that's what we're missing the most right now but i think it will get better
1: yeah yeah you find balance i guess um such a life-changing thing right you put one more life in your life. Like you put one more life in the road and your life's changed forever. It makes sense that it would change forever because it's not a human and it's coming straight from inside of you and <laughs> inside of <laughs> Emily. So <laughs> makes change. Did you feel motivation after? Because Bart, he felt a crazy amount of motivation when he, when he had um, Andreas, for example. Like motivation it's, to like become like a better athlete, better professional, just in general. It's
0: hard to tell what, what changed because of Frida right now, what changed because of the, the lockdown and the virus, because that already, we had all this traveling planned. We wanted to travel for like six months and take Frida mm-hmm. and then everything got locked down. So for us, it's been very chill, um and I was always pretty motivated like I always had (laughs) things that I wanted to do and was excited to do stuff so I was always keeping myself pretty busy I think it's, it's like I mean like a paternal drive you know like I definitely want to be a really good dad like that's something I do really care about and that's something that motivates me to to be with Frida and I'm motivated to do my work quicker and more efficiently so I can then spend time with Frida. So I'm definitely motivated to build a life that's not just fun for me, but that's fun for the whole family, for Emily, Frida and Mm. I. So it's less selfish of a motivation. I think it's hard because as an athlete, you are, I'm used to being very selfish, Right. right? Because it's all about, my body, my, my, my tricks, my journey, the things I want to learn, Mm -hmm. the video about me, like it's all very self-driven and self-motivated. And in a way you have to be like, maybe you had a similar phase as an athlete, especially when I was younger, like six, seven hours a day, just going out training for Mm -hmm. myself and having time to do whatever I needed to become better. And now it's just not about me as much anymore yeah. i can't make it about me as much anymore and maybe there's some tricks that i want to learn or i want to work on and there's always more i could train but at some point i have to say like okay now it's time to go home and be with the family mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. different for sure
1: that's very nice you're always very motivated we talked about you on our last podcast me and brendan Brandon. Brandon? About Douglas? Uh, Brandon Douglas, yes. How you're, you how you have a very long and high arch on your career, on your whole path of parkour, since the the beginning of Jason in the mouth of the parkour public, uh, maybe um, Barclay Cards 2009. Yeah, until yeah. up to today, it's always you always had a lot of motivation, a lot of things coming in like a good project your level was there there were some ups and downs i guess but everyone has because of injuries and life stuff mm-hmm. but you were always there. This, there this long arch what do you eat for breakfast to keep this motivation man <laughs> i definitely feel
0: super fortunate that i've been able to do this for this long and do so many fun projects what do i eat for bre- i usually i eat nothing for breakfast black sorry. coffee black coffee yeah, I, I, my for my body, I gain weight super quickly, so I have to be hungry for some part of the day, ideally. Mm-hmm. So usually <laughs> in the morning, I just have, I just it have black coffee. coffee.
1: Don't you have a nice drive when you don't have breakfast? Like, if you have breakfast, you kind of go low because you're heavy, you're digesting. Yeah, no, if you have sure. coffee, you're like pumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like
0: it. Too. If I have, I, I perform pretty well without food. Like That's if true. I, I feel good, I feel focused and energized so I can eat nothing and go out and train. Mm-hmm. I won't get as like, maybe not as, maybe I can't perform my best if I mm-hmm. eat nothing. Like then I, I feel like my body doesn't have as much energy. Yeah. Um, but even if I go train, I will just eat like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It helps. And how about your, your fortunate uh, mindset that you were talking about before your breakfast? I think I think what helped me is that I always cared
0: about more than just parkour I always loved making videos just as much as I loved doing parkour and I think that really helped um yeah and I think I don't know what what made it able for me to keep it up for the last 10 years Uh, I think part of it is that I always cared about kind of what the community thinks of me. I always cared about getting, being respected by the people that I admire. Like for me, if a clip gets a million views on Instagram and all these people comment on it, like that was awesome. That was sick. I'm like, okay, that feels nice. But if I post like a sick run and it gets 20,000 views, but like Toby Seagar comments on it and was yeah. like, "Oh, that was dope or you comment on it yeah. and said, "You that was really nice. Then that motivates me like the feedback from people that I admire motivates me so much more than the having just a lot of likes or a lot of feedback so for me there was I feel like a lot of times where I could have walked away from creating content or being relevant in the community I remember for example we were doing Ashigaru in the very beginning um many people might not know that the German parkour team, Ashigaru, I originally started with some friends here in Frankfurt. And back then, if you wanted to make a living in parkour, you had to almost leave the parkour community because you had to do Mm. TV commercials or commercial shoots, or you had to do stunts and all these things. You had to kind of walk away from the community and spend time focusing on the career. Mm -hmm. And Ashigaro did a very good job now coming back to the community, but back then it was kind of heading in the direction where it was all about like clients and big commercial shoots and workshops and events and live performances. And I had done that for a few years and I could tell that I was not excited about it anymore. So that's when we kind of started Farang, which was a complete community project. Let's just make parkour films for the parkour community. And I think I always, or I still today care so much more about kind of, staying relevant in the parkour world. And mm-hmm. that's what makes me happy is exploring different movement and finding original ways of doing parkour that are fun to me. And oh. that's what makes me happy. So I always come back to that.
1: Yeah. But, uh, apart from your athletic, uh, your physical performance, that is amazing, it's always been, which is great. This community side of you, I think it's super relevant and super nice. And I really love your Instagram presence, man. I love it so much. It, you are personal. People get to know your life. Everyone, like, I don't know you so well, to be honest. But I feel like I'm your best friend because I'm watching your stories. And I don't know if it ever gets in a way that it's too much for you. Like if it's, uh, if you're sharing too much or oversharing. But for me, it always seems like you can find the space between your personal life and what you want to show the, your, your followers. And your friends, of course.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Thanks so much. That's so cool to hear.
0: Um, that's so awesome. Yeah, I I think I think the parkour community makes it really easy for me because I love the parkour community. Like it's such a positive, loving community where like everybody's so welcoming and supportive. And I feel like as long as I put out what I'm excited about, I always get the nicest feedback. Like from you just right now, I'm like that's so awesome. <laughs> like, and that's I think My... what is makes it easy for me to share and yeah. be open is because I know I won't be overly judged by the people that I care about.
1: Hmm. That's nice. My ex used to love you, man, and she didn't even like parkour. She <laughs> loved you and Frida and Emily. She was always sending me screenshots of your stories. It's like, oh, isn't she so cute? Oh, I love these three guys. They're so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So funny. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, together with that, this part of the community, there's another point that I really like on on your presence on the community is that you take part on the polemical, controversial points, but your political, uh, your diplomacy is very on point. But you're also not so much into the like these arguments that are on the internet all the time. But you still you just leave your like your ping, your idea there very stoic, like a good old German, because Germans can, be, <laughs> you know, you know it, you know it. Is it is this racist that I tell that Germans are stoic? I'm so offended right now. I can't believe <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <Do you agree laughs> the Germans are really stoic. I think Germans are pretty stoic. Yeah, we, we, we try to be very rational. Yeah, no, I think yeah. I, I'm. I'm definitely very stoic. Like I try to be qu- quite um rational, and I try to take my emotions out of it when I think about these controversial topics, where you usually mm-hmm. get an emotional reaction, right? Yes, exactly. Like, and I I try to really, and I, sometimes I do get emotional. Like for example, when the whole uh, F I G conversation came up. Mm-hmm. Um, the, my first reaction was like, I'm going to make a video that's going to be like, fuck the, fuck the fig. <laughs> I'm going to make a video that's going to like, inform people on what to do, what we can do against this. And I was talking to this, this dude from Parkour Earth. I forgot his name. I was reading about it. I was listening to everything. And I, had my whole, I was trying to plan my whole video to attack FIG. And then I looked at it and I was like, I'm having a lot of trouble getting the arguments for my video. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) So (laughs) Hmm. that's where I kind of realized like, oh, I'm, I actually feel differently about it. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm a bit lazy. Sometimes I do feel like I want to speak up more, but it's, it's so tiring.
1: No, so you really pick your think battles really well, isn't that the best lesson you can learn? Now you're 30 years old. Happy birthday, by the way. Be late. Thank you. Um, but isn't it one of the best lessons you learn from adulthood? Just to pick your battles, know where, it's, where it is worth it to put your emotional energy in. Yeah, it, it is. But I feel like also sometimes,
0: sometimes it can be an excuse. Like sometimes mm. you you should speak up. And you can come up, like, you can, oh, it's not worth my time. Oh, it's not that bad if I don't say anything. Um, And the internet forgets so quick. Like, something will be, like, the whole controversy around Pasha, Mm -hmm. where he did a video with Riley. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh, I should make a response. And it took me a few days to really organize my thoughts and to figure out how to communicate them. Because you don't want to say anything wrong. You want to have a clear stance on it. And that took a lot of energy. And then posting that video Mm -hmm. got me a really amazing response, but also then a lot of conversations started from that. So that kept me busy for like almost a week and occupied my my brain as well. But I was very happy I did it. Mm -hmm. But the thing is in your life, you can't control when something like that comes up. There's a controversial topic that all of a sudden happens and I'm like, fuck, it's a busy week right now. And I'm like, it's easy for me to not say anything. But I.
1: Do you think you have a responsibility somehow to. Because uh, it it's very brave of you to say that you wear the cape. And as a member of the community, you want to speak out. But do you think, do you feel like it's a responsibility of yours to leave your opinion?
0: I feel like in a way there's. There's two choices right either this is a controversial topic and we can talk about it now and it will be a pain in the ass or we don't talk about it and then five years later it's a really big problem because it was never talked about properly Mm. and then it's a lot harder or it's changed the community in a way that maybe there's no way back or it's made more damage than when you if you would have just talked about it right away Mm. just how in a relationship you're girlfriend does something and you're like oh this could be a problem and then maybe you don't talk about it for five years and then you're like fuck now we have like three kids in a house and now this problem is still here but now it's a much bigger problem if we happen
1: to disagree on it yeah yeah cool nice so you're caring for the sustainability of the 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 reason why you speak out is because you you want the sustainable growth of the community (laughs)
0: I I love the parkour community. I'm so happy it is where it is. And um, I hope we can keep growing it with everybody being, yeah, with keeping the good things about it and hopefully having more people in
1: it. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Uh, Do you you have plans for the future? I know this is a shitty question, man. Like, when do you want to see yourself in five years? But (laughs) I I mean it like, do you think about what you're going to be doing next or you're just going to stay busy being a athlete right now or a performer
0: I'm really inspired by someone like Tony Hawk for example who's mm-hmm. still he's like in his 50s and he's still skating he's still creating videos he's still part of the community so in a way right now I think I just want to keep going as long as I can keep going um I think what's really cool about parkour is that there's a huge creative aspect of the sport where sometimes you can have a good idea for a trick and a move. And it's maybe not even a difficult move to do physically, but it's just an idea that nobody ever thought about. Yeah. So I think I'll athletically, I'll slowly, um, have a have a lower standard for myself where I know I don't have to do as big of jumps or as technical of tricks but hopefully creatively I'll still be able to come up with new things that will keep me entertained and also still be fun for other athletes and other people in the community to watch so yeah I think if my body lets me and it looks like it will then hopefully I can keep going for another five to ten years and then Mm -hmm. That's as far ahead as I'd like to plan. I think
1: everything beyond that yeah. I, doesn't make much sense to have a big plan. Yeah, the creative parts of your work in the parkour community is very visible. Everyone can see it, right? Everything that you've, you've done like in terms of big projects are very related to creativity. What do you eat for breakfast to have such a great... <laughs> Sorry. How, what do you eat for breakfast to have such great creativity, man?
0: i uh usually eat um different books different books about different art topics
1: yeah mm, nice i just good.
0: take the page of a painting and i eat it it makes <laughs> you more
1: creative <laughs> <Nice>. no water <laughs> just let it to, that your saliva your saliva, your saliva yeah. has to make it absorb into your body yeah
0: that's you have good.
1: to read the page and then you have to eat the page
0: <laughs> <laughs> um do you, you can put if sauce on it if you want, ketchup.
1: Mm, nice. Or just paint also, you know, just to have some colors. To no, be. not paint, not paint. That's not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that your style plasticity, like the way that you are so bendy with the things you do? Like, because you're you're good in parkour. I heard, actually, I heard a rumor. I'm not going to say who it was to who told me, but Mark Bush told me one day, you back in two thousand and eight or seven. You used to go outside and just drill like fifty times dive cones, fifty times dash votes. Is it true story that you were going out and just like drilling one poof poof poof? Yes. So
0: I guess I think there was some blog post, some repetition blog post by Blaine or something where he said he was talking about repetition, and um, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just do that. I'll just. And by the, I had a, in my village, I'm kind of outside of town. So back then I could only go into town for training on the weekend. And then Monday to Friday, I was out here by myself. And first I had a friend who I was training with and then he got a girlfriend. So he stopped training completely Mm. and I was by myself and it was hard to be motivated to train. And then I heard about this repetition idea that if you repeat something over and over again you'll get good at it so what I decided to do is every night before bed I made a to-do list with all the moves I want to practice so it'd be 50 speed volts left side 50 speed volts right side for me kind of 100 was usually the a magical number Holy to aim for it's crazy so yeah I would just go out and do my to-do list and um, then I could still have fun afterwards and train more but I was just drilling the basics, drilling the basics oh, for so good to hear to this story. Solid amount of time, yeah, and it helped me so much. It helped me so much. Yes, like, yes, I agree. I imagine so how much it, it
1: helps. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy, and but from them, like I would never guess that someone that is drilling with su- such discipline would have a style like yours that is completely out of ordinary. Is Weird as fuck, and always has been, <laughs> but really nice, you know. <laughs> like you, in my place. Like, is that a compliment or an insult? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. It's a compliment. <laughs> Come on, man. That's that's what I do in swapping shoes. I just suck up on my guests. <laughs> uh, but like, in, from from the times that you were competing back in Red Word of Motion, that you were killing all of them competitions. Your style was like pure water um really but beautiful. i think it changed for me
0: like i think um in the beginning i was very influenced by the french and i was like a parkour purist so i was like no flips no spins it was all just like wow. maybe a wall spin that was okay that was like you the never limit guess that <laughs> the I limit. was just yeah <laughs> Between purist and free runner. <laughs> yeah. If you go beyond wall spin, then it's wall spin and palm spin were the only accepted spins in parkour. And then the change? And I was very strict. So it was all like about just doing precision jumps and kong pres and kong arm jumps and bigger arm jumps and bigger gaps and da 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 da. da. And then I think Ilabaka was the one who changed it for me. Oh, wow. Who I was like, fuck, he's something different the Mm -hmm. way he moved and the flow he had and I feel like afterwards I kind of imagined myself I wanted to become like an animal who can do everything like Mm -hmm. you know how an animal like a cat you throw it and it will just move and adapt completely and it can do everything Mm -hmm. and I was like oh I want to be like that I kind of want to I like I think because Danny was the best at everything and I still think he was the only athlete ever in parkour to be the best at everything. <laughs> but Now you have the you best are. guys who can do flips, you have the best guys who can do parkour, the and best pre-
1: swings, height yeah. Yeah.
0: stuff, and, sw- and he was the only one who was the best at everything at one point.
1: Without reference or without a lot of reference. Right, yeah. It was everything out of his heart and maybe from mm-hmm. God also.
0: And he had style yeah. and he looked cool <laughs> and he had like the. He was like yeah he was like next level so i think that was like cool i want to be like that
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i was
0: always like because danny was a little bit older than me so i think he's two or three years older than me so i'd always be like okay i'm 18 danny's 21 so i have three years to get as good as danny is because then we're (laughs) the same age (laughs) i was thinking like that
1: yeah that's a very very ambitious thought to be as good <laughs>
0: as Danny when he's 21
1: oh, you never became a second Danny
0: no no it's never good enough I had to no. figure out my own shit but
1: you became the first Jason Paul do you remember Ryan Doyle <laughs> saying that do you remember Ryan Doyle saying this I don't want to be the second Jackie Chan I want to be the first Ryan Doyle where's Ryan Doyle by he way? was he's still the only Ryan Doyle <laughs> yes 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 I was checking his Instagram today Actually, I was just scrolling and I saw that he was training like on a session two two years ago in two thousand nineteen with Joe Kendrick, and he's still fit as fuck, and he's still he's still, he's so good. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, he's we forgot amazing. about him. People forget forget to mention him. The things that he used to yeah. do, yeah. Like the, the do you remember the video in the playgrounds?
0: Yeah, he was he was next level too for for like a few years. He was like out of nowhere, amazing. <laughs> and he still is amazing like whenever I see him move I'm like fuck you're so good
1: <laughs> yeah
0: do you see him uh, still sometimes? I haven't seen him in a long time I think the last time I saw him was in like a Santorini or something
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's ooh. been a while ooh so right a... yeah so it's been like three years 70? or
0: four years
1: wow crazy it's been a while since last Santorini it's crazy Um, Well, talking about Santorini, um, the way that you were talking about your to-do list to go training completely relates to me to your extreme professional approach as an athlete. Do, Do you understand what I mean? Like no, I, I, I mean I, like I never hired you. you I was never your client you never hired me I don't <laughs> know how professional you are when you're talking about work uh, you've been there doing all this type of jobs you are a Red Bull athlete for long long time and you seem to be very relevant inside of the Red Bull um, uh, marketing scene you know like you're, you're one you're one of the main guys of the Red Bull team um, <laughs> your face you don't think so no, it's true.
0: It's, well, uh, you are, you are. I don't think how much credit I can take for that, but um, definitely worked
1: out pretty well. Yeah. Um, can you, I don't know, like give a tip to the listener or explain a little bit of your professional drive? Because it seems like like you're really busy on making it a thing, like making your parkour athlete as a job and with creativity and all, but still... It seems like you're. Yeah, I think the best advice I ever heard, which still today makes
0: so much sense to me and is, I think, simple but super effective, is uh, it's by a, an author called Neil Gaiman, and it's it's the advice is true for all creative creative things that you want to make into a career, <clears throat> and um, he said the the hardest thing is to get your first job, mm-hmm. and once you get your first job, then you have to there's three things that are important when you get your first job is one you want to do good work Mm -hmm. um number two you want to be fun to work with and number three is you want to be on time and you only need two so if you're good and you're fun to work with you can be a little bit late it's okay (laughs) if you're if you're on time and you're good you can be a douchebag it's okay (laughs) um what was the other one (laughs) if you're and what was the third one i have if you're if you're if you're if you're fun to work with and you're on time then your work it's okay if it's not the best work (laughs) so you only
1: need three is perfect but you can if you can do two then you'll get more work this is amazing i love this it seems such a small detail that being on time the being fun to work is of course it's hard you cannot choose Either you have the personality to be fun on work, or you don't. I guess.
0: But you got to make an effort. You got to make an effort, right? If you mm. come, if you come to a job and you're like, yeah, f-. I've been with athletes on a shoot, and they have to wake up early to be there, and then they're like, oh, I have to wake up so early, mm-hmm. and then maybe they're not in a good mood. It's like, bro, make an effort. Be fun to be around. <laughs> like we all had to wake up early.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. But you wish that everyone would have the drive that you have. But- the people don't have, some people don't have this personality, you know, some people are really, they don't know, they cannot be light. I feel sometimes that I'm very heavy and dark, but I know mm-hmm. that like in a professional space, I'm always really fun. But I, I also get to work with like models or actors and they are really boring and you just don't want to be with them there anymore, you know? So I feel yeah, like are you like think, Then maybe next time you're like, all right, I don't want to work with them anymore. Or be good and be on time.
0: <laughs> you can be, yeah. You don't have to be friendly if you're good and if you're on time. If you're the best and if
1: you're on time, you can be you get more bag. work. Yeah, and being on time is very important. Portugal is fucking difficult, man. You have no idea how difficult it is. Everything. The good is thing is,
0: if you're German, everybody thinks you're on time already. <laughs> it's, a, it's a positive stereotype. Like anywhere, so even if I go, you're late, like, you're German. <laughs> no, you, you, if you fuck it up, then they
1: realize. No, no, even if you're late they you're like, oh, man, I think I arrived a little bit too early. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was the other way around. Oh, yeah, but this is yeah. a really good advice. I, I really like, I, I'm going to keep this forever. Thank you very much. I never heard about it. And now I know I'm gonna, i going to, I wish you'd have told me this 20 years ago. Maybe my life is like <laughs> different.
0: <laughs> I mean, but, you're fun to be around and you're good at what you do. So you definitely have two already. I don't know if you're on time. That's what my weakness too. A lot of times, yeah. <laughs>
1: are you are you late sometimes?
0: You're German. It's so hard for me to be on time. I have to try so hard. Yeah, I'm usually about. If it's, ah, it's, it's something I would like to improve on. It's something I don't like about myself. Is I'm, I I'm like ready to get out of the house, and then I'm like, oh, maybe I can answer two more emails, and then I'm late. I'm mm. like I always try to do more than i should so emily is really good at we, with being on time like i'm like oh i'll be 20 minutes late maybe they'll be late too and then it's okay mm-hmm. but i really i want to do a better job at being on time
1: i read once that there are two main reasons for people to be late one is that the appointment that they have is not a priority and second is that they don't have a good notion of time you can do a test I think on the second yeah you know. Yeah, we can be both too a little bit of both, you know,
0: um. because I'm always I assume I will get there perfectly, like I'll get the train on time, the train will be on time, then I'll walk and all the gr- lights will be on green. And I, I'm like, okay, it's there's no traffic. So that's how I plan how I'm going to get there. I'm like It's going to be everything's going to be on time. And then I leave and the train is late and mm. then I'm fucked. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I think my uh, my notion of time is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm an optimist. So I always feel like everything's gonna work out perfectly. <laughs> Something always goes wrong. so then I'm late, yeah. and I'm easily distracted. I'm like, "Ooh, a cat, huh?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, other other thing um, that I was wondering: Why are you trying to learn breakdancing now, man? Do are you are you are you trying to put this on your parkour, or are you actually like genuinely? Interested in becoming a good b-boy, or both? Both. I, uh, I don't really know.
0: (laughs) You just decided. So, I guess one guide for my life is that I try to follow what I'm curious about because that's worked so far. Like I was curious about parkour, and it seemed like the most stupid hobby that is not going to get me anywhere. And still I decided I'm interested in it. So I'm going to focus all my time on it as much as I can. Right. Without um, neglecting my real life responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And that's still what I'm trying to do now is if I'm curious about something and I'm curious about it for a while, then even if it makes no sense, I should try to invest some time into it. Mm. And in a way, that's what I'm doing with breakdancing. I, I, and I also always felt like to combine breaking and parkour would be a really interesting mix. And I was hoping somebody would do it. And nobody's done it so far. So Live-wise, I'm it trying. Did it, it did it. Who? Livewire. Sure. Livewire did a little bit. Oleg Voslav did a little bit. Um, but I'm, I, yeah, I think it's just another direction to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to play with it. I'm really enjoying learning something new too. It's really fun to have something like if you do parkour for 15 years, I feel like there's still a lot of things I could improve in or improve on, or I could learn, but there's not much mystery left. Mm. Of Like if I learn this trick, like it's, everything seems pretty clear. Like I'm like, okay, I want to learn double cork on flat. I'm, it's not super exciting to me. I could do yes. it. I know how much time it would take, but I'm like, I really care. Like it's not <laughs> gonna add anything to my life necessarily. And there's already other people who are doing a way better job at that than me already. So, <laughs> and also there's part of me that had like a, I feel, think last year I had a, a movement midlife
1: crisis. <laughs> so <laughs> what is a movement midlife crisis?
0: Who so am I? Usually,
1: the point of moving like this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> usually the midlife crisis is right when you turn 30 as a guy and you're like, oh, I need to live life. Or if I don't do these things now, then I can never do them. So you get a sports car, or you get an expensive holiday or you try to live life and do these things before you're too old to do them. Mm-hmm. And I think I experienced that with parkour where I always had a few tricks. Like I had, touchdown rays. I had standing gain of fall. I had flares and windmills and they were always tricks that I was like, Oh, I want to be able to do them. Mm-hmm. But they were not tricks that came easy to me. Yeah. So I always pushed them back. Like I'll push them back. I'll learn them when I have more time. I'll learn them eventually. And then I was approaching 30 and I was like, fuck man, if I don't learn them now, maybe <laughs> I will never learn them. And maybe I will die without ever doing gain gainer fall. <laughs> outside i was doing like touchdown raises to cork so I was like fuck if I don't learn it now then I will never learn them so I started just focusing on these movements that were tricky or hard for me but I knew I wanted to learn them or I would be like 60 and still mad about not doing them so mm-hmm. I think breaking is part of that. I'm like, I want to be able to like spin on one hand. I want to be able to, to flare. I want to be able to windmill. Mm-hmm. There's always tricks I wanted to do. And I'm like, fuck, I have to do it now or I'll never do it. <laughs> and then I'll be sad. I'll be sad <laughs> old
1: man. Cause I'll, I'll sit there and be like, I never windmilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to get there. Uh, do you still have the touchdown raise and the gainer three unblocked? Yeah. I've got them now. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked
0: about that. Like gain a fall, I got it, and touchdown raise. It's still not perfect. Like I want it to be, but
1: I'm I'm still happy. Like now I can die in peace. <laughs> <Yeah. and> I... <laughs> it's an uncomfortable trick, touchdown raise. I also don't like it so much. Not my favorite. It looks no, so, no, no, so super familiar. good. Look, looks yeah. so good but to do it is kind of scary it's a weird it's still stressful for me I'm I
0: still haven't figured I want it to be like Webster's where I'm like I know how to do it anytime I can do it mm-hmm. it's fun it's easy and I can enjoy it while I'm doing it but touch and raise it's still still I need still too much luck to do it well mm, okay. like one in ten I have like a a good one and it feels good but the other nine it's super stressful and you so. don't know when the good one's gonna happen so it's like mm. yeah but i think when summer will come now i'll do some more tricking and i'll hopefully mm. this year i'll get them really good it's on the to-do
1: list also now for tomorrow's mm. training <laughs> 50 <laughs> touchdown raises to both sides what to both sides, of both this. sides. <laughs> Wow. Right of <right. laughs> yeah really crazy okay uh, jason this is the last bit of the show of oh, the show is it a show? Yeah, it can be a show. From now on, it's a show. Uh, it's <laughs> called TikTok. I give you two options. You have to pick each oh, one. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I like it. So you ready? Yes. Athlete or artist? Artist. Pizza or pasta? Oh, pa- uh, pasta. Yeah. Front flip
0: or back flip? Front flip. Because you can do it from high and you can roll. So it's nice and nice landing. Coffee or Red Bull? Um both at different times of the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Learning Japanese fluently or winning Red Bull BC1? Wow. <laughs> That's the hardest
0: one. Uh Japanese. Nice. I could expect that.
1: Mm-hmm. Why is that? Depends on how I get corrected? like the
0: Do I get the b-boy skills or do I just win BC1? (laughs) And the the next (laughs) day you wake
1: up. With the same skills. (laughs) It's like the Cinderella of (laughs) b-boying.
0: I just have, I do a shitty b-boy set, but the other guy breaks his arm, (laughs) so I win.
1: And then the next guy does something, but he slips. And I win BC1, but I don't get the skills. (laughs) Okay, you get the skills. You get the skills. Like uh, BC1 level, BC1 winner uh, b-boy level or Japanese fluently then i think bc1 nice because like i
0: i think no matter how hard i try i don't i won't get to bc1 level but i can still learn japanese fluently
1: Ooh, nice cool
0: and i have i can still learn it when i'm old so it's no problem so bc1
1: competing or performing competing or performing making videos yes so performing yeah David Bell or Sebastian Fukan? Oh. Depend's personality, Seb Fukan.
0: Maybe skills, David Bell. Ilabaka
1: or Voslav? Ilabaka. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Very good. <laughs> good answers. I enjoyed it. Did I pass? were well, well, my yes, answers right? Yes. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm 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 asking this to everyone and then I'm gonna create the perfect like a model, you know. I'm gonna take all of their tastes, what they should eat, pizza or pasta, coffee or tea, or coffee or Red Bull, what their interests, and create the perfect free runner. Maybe when you time. have a child, then you know how to Feed, how to raise it, how to yeah. raise yeah, everything perfectly. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. Thanks for I giving it. some of your time. Say, Fr- Frida, tell Frida that I'm sorry for stealing the dad a bit <laughs> and Emily too. <laughs> Greetings to both of them.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I have good training and yeah, I hope I actually get to see you in person soon. That'd be yes,
1: awesome. Yes, 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 yes. For sure. Summer is coming and I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to see you and I'm sure you're going to see me too, for sure.
0: Yeah. We're,
1: we're planning to come to Lisbon actually in mm. uh, May, June. Uh, but we're going to meet 11th of July also. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. All right, cool. So, have a nice day. Ciao, ciao, grits. Arrivederci. Awesome. Thanks for joining. I hope that you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to share this with your friends, with your family, with your mom and with your baker. Yes. And I hope that you're going to have a great weekend of training. And don't forget that if you want to support the Arch Club and Swapping Shoes, you can click on the donate button in the description. See you there. Bye-bye.